0: This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for a combination podcast, Avoid the Maze and Grief Belief. Um, Today, uh, Christy Anderson from Grief Belief is joining me. She is a um, grief coach, and she'll give you a little bit of background about that. And from Saratoga Springs, New York, where the music never dies, is Robert Miranda. And last week I was on Facebook like I am all the time. And um, I saw this post from Robert um, talking about his dog, Addie, who sadly they had to put down. And Robert wrote a song about Addie. And as I was listening to the song, I kept thinking, This is something that we need to talk about because anybody who's ever had a pet has probably had to deal with either having to put their pet down, their pet dying, or running away. The loss of something that um, to many people is unimaginable. So I'm going to start with you, Christy. Can you sort of explain um, the grief recovery program and what it means to be a grief coach
1: yes so um i'm a grief recovery method specialist i was trained at the grief recovery institute um and grief recovery method is a very specific method that takes you from pain to healing Um, so there are definite steps that you can take i always tell my clients you can't get rid of sad like sad is just normal sad's just like happy you're not gonna get rid of happy um, but pain, that intense pain, we can do something about that. That's not something people have to live with. And that's what the grief recovery helps. Okay, well. you know, and that's what I do. I help people walk through that method.
0: And hopefully that will help Robert and others who have gone through this. So Robert, tell us a little bit about Addie, because obviously very important in your life.
2: Yeah, we, he was an interesting character, as I call him that. We got him in um, 2011, and a friend sent me a picture of this dog, and it was a lab shepherd mix, good with people, good with kids. My lab had been gone about a year, so we decided to get the dog. I lobbied my wife. We never met the dog. We, we went and picked Atticus up. So his name was Atticus. Uh, at the time, it was Pierce. We changed to Atticus. And when we, we got to where the um, adoption was, They had just came out from Southern Virginia, and we got him out of the the truck, put his harness on him, and he was clawing like a madman and just wanted to run away. And I was like, huh, that's interesting, but he's stressed out. Turns out he came out of Southern Virginia, who was completely feral. He had never been in a house. He had never lived in a city. Um, Ran away four times in downtown D.C. and lived. I have chased him through rush hour traffic. The dog took years off of my life. And we had him about three weeks. I had gone through one of those running away episodes in the middle of the night and um, I, ha- I had my guitar and I'd been playing since I was eight and I'd been dabbling in music and studying a long time. And I was trying to really dive into my songwriting and I was on the bed and I was staring at him and I was thinking like, gee, I wonder what they did to you? Like, cause he was abused, he was very much abused. And I started noodling on this song. And then the next night I went down to my studio and I, had one of those moments, I wrote the whole song in about 30 minutes, lyrics, music, everything. And I played it for a friend of mine, who who's a a producer in LA today, but at the time, he had just graduated He and his brother from the Peabody Academy uh, conservatory in jazz. And he said, this is a really good song. And these songs are good, you should do an album. So writing that song sort of kicked off my album with some of the best jazz musicians and blues musicians and gospel in DC. And next thing you know, I had an album and I kind of started back into music after a long hiatus. So the dog was a complete catalyst for my first album coming together. It was completely serendipitous.
0: <laughs> so that was at the beginning stages of having Atticus. Um, yeah. And you said that he was a feral dog. So what happened? How did, were you able or were you able to finally domesticate him?
2: Yes, we we did. Um, he the, the the crazy thing he had issues with me. I was the you know the authoritarian figure. My my wife said he was beaten up by some bald guy. That was her theory. Um, and for almost eight or nine years, you know, he would listen to me, but he wouldn't let me touch him. He would run around the house. You know, he he was very well trained. We moved up to Saratoga. He was in heaven because he, now he had a fenced-in yard and a dog door, and. Over the past two years, when it hit old age, as one would say, he really started to warm up to me and said, Hey, you know, I kind of like this guy. And we really bonded. And he would, you know, let me hug him and play with him. And the older he got and the more uh, he declined, the closer we got. So when he kind of hit the wall, I, I was like, Wow, this is really ironic that it took all these almost 12 years to get to this relationship, this closeness that I've always wanted now he's going on. So when we did have to put him down, I was pretty much beside myself. And I, the only thing I could think to do was I'm going to take the song that I wrote about him, for him and I'm going to make a video. So I took all his pictures and I made the video. And, and I spent about six hours one day and that was my way of working through it. I, mean, I still get sad, but it, it really was very therapeutic for me to do that.
0: So, it took a long time for him to become your buddy.
2: Yeah, very long. But
0: he, but he obviously must have sensed something in your sensitivity. Hmm. Um. You know, Christy, I know you've had animals. You said mostly cats. You know, were your was your animal go to? But you told me the story about last week, and I think it was the same day that we saw the video. Um that you were walking down the street and you met up with a neighbor that you had never seen before walking her dog. Do you want to share that with us? Because this is all about recovery.
1: Yes. Yes. So I was taking a walk and by the way, I just have to say taking walks for me outside is really hard because I took journey all the time. Journey was my dog. I actually have a necklace on says journey. I wear it most of the time. Um, And I was going for a walk, which is hard to do anyway, um, because it's what we did together every single day. Um, And I was turning down the street and a woman was coming at me with her dog. And every time I see somebody now who has a dog, I make sure I stop and ask if I can pet their dog. Mm -hmm. And I just said to her, um, you know, I asked if I could pet her dog and she said, yes. And I said, um, I just lost my dog a few months ago. And she said to me, she said, I'm in two hours, we're having him euthanized.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh.
1: And I just, I I was just like, oh honey, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. Um, And I said, I'm a grief recovery specialist. If I can just please tell you, let me tell you, you know, if you could in the next two hours, if you could just t- talk to him verbally out loud, talk to your dog and tell him all the things that you wanna say, things that you, maybe you need to, tell him you're sorry for things. Maybe there are things you need to actually forgive him for, which sounds ridiculous, but there may be things that you're frustrated with about the dog and that you may have, if you wait, those thoughts are going to come in later and you're going to feel guilty about those things or regret those things. So if you can talk about, I didn't go into this much detail with her, but just told her, you know, if you can talk to him say any of those things not just i love you and i'm going to miss you but very specific things um and she just stopped and she said i needed to see you today i needed to meet you today and um i got to pet this dog on their she told me this was their last walk together wow. and um i just gave her a hug and that was it but it was such an honor to have that experience um, It's really helpful if you can have those conversations with your pet before they go all the things that you wish that you um had done differently in the past like if you could tell them i'm sorry i'm sorry i did this wrong i'm sorry i did that wrong or you know ask them or apologize apologize to them or or forgive them whatever it is you know i forgive you for being so difficult those first 11 and a half years or whatever it is (laughs) Um, you know and um all of those emotional things that we have inside, we need to say them to the to our pet beforehand if we can. And that will, oh, that, that's huge. It's huge for us once they're gone.
0: So Robert, how did you prepare for this? I mean, I know as a human, I've told my sons, I want to live out my days in my house. Um, but having your dog, you know, euthanized in the home, was that something that you thought of for a while or was that just like last minute thought?
2: No, we, I, we did it with our, our last dog. Um, I had him since he was 12 weeks. So I believe that, you know, they're, they're your family member. They're your soulmate. Um, there's a lot of ways. So I wanted them unless something happens and they rush to a vet that they should die with their family. So we did it before, so then it did not make it any easier. Um, and the, the last time I, my Labrador Tucker, he lost his back legs. He couldn't walk. So I bought this huge, uh, strap and I carried him around for two weeks. And after two weeks, I'm like, this is no way to live. Right. And he, he was going downhill. So that was sort of, yeah. Okay. We have to put the dog to rest. Atticus was still moving around. You know, he still was barking, looking for treats. He went from 70 pounds to 48, his back legs were collapsing, but he still was awake. Right. And it was so hard to make that decision. And I will tell you, um, I did lay down next to him. We had a little chat about a few incidents he and I had. And I was asked for his forgiveness because I kind of lost it a couple of times (laughs) and how much I loved him. But after it was over with, I had this complete sense of remorse that maybe I did the wrong thing and I could have waited another week or two or, a month or what should I have done? And, and, but the vet said his, his kidneys were failing and he would eventually go into toxic shock. And she said, you do not want to see that, but it's amazing. You, you have all these feelings of, did I do the right thing at the right time? And, and, and you start second guessing yourself. So to answer your question, I had done it before, but it made it no, no easier. But I, I read an article recently, I think a vet had written. It said, your pet needs you there when they're going, whether it's at the hospital or in your house, they need you there. And I'm not saying anything against people who can't do it, but I'm starting to meet more and more people who who've had pets put down. They're starting you know, one lady said, but I went and I made myself go and stay and be there. And I think that's so important. You know, for them to be there at that last minute. It's probably the most beautiful and the saddest thing you ever do in your life.
0: Well, I know in um the early 60s, we had a dog, he was part Weimariner, uh part pointer. He was big dog. He would take me for a walk rather than him take <laughs> me take him. Um, we all went away for a weekend and left him at a kennel, and he got um, of the paw. And that just was like a fast disease that went right through him. And when we had to make the decision that he was going to be put down, um, I knew my parents were close to the dog, but didn't know how close they could not take him to the vet. And so my oldest brother took him to the vet, but back then it was never recommended that you stay. Um, oh yeah, and they didn't even ask us, you know, what we wanted to do with the dog's body. And for years, my mother would say things like, "You know, it was like my baby, and I don't even know where my baby is."
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, so I'm so grateful that things have changed in the communities because that dog meant so much. You know, Chrissy, Journey meant so much to you and your daughter. Um, You know, Robert, you know, Atticus meant so much to you. And even though he gave you a hard time the majority Mm -hmm. of his life, um, at the end, you became buddies. And, you know, you want to be with your buddy.
2: Yeah. Well, to your point, we're actually picking up his ashes tomorrow. And um, I know this is going to sound a little out there. Our, our, Our house, we have these very large windowsills in our bedroom, which is quite large my wife has the former dog, um, with two little dog Buddhas and some lights. It's like a shrine. So (laughs) we'll be adding Atticus to it. And I have to say it's, it's comforting to have them there. I mean, yes, someday we have to bury them, but, um, I just like having them nearby.
1: Well, yeah, I agree. I have, um, I mean, i have something even more bizarre than that so <laughs> <laughs> actually journey still had a bed he slept at the end of our bed he was a little yorkie so he's tiny um and we have a bed we had a bed at the end of our bed that he slept in and he, that bed is still on our bed i am not ready yet still there. I, I will be ready one day i can tell i can tell i'm getting closer but i'm not ready yet to take that bed off of my bed
2: see so, i went on the opposite track um later that day we we put everything away now it was a bit excessive he had five we have a large house he had five beds and four water bowls but i can't see those laying around i just cry so i have to so that's how i dealt with it right but but i certainly can understand um having something that they slept on nearby because you know it's just like it's almost like they're still there
1: yeah it's what makes you feel close to them yeah and for everybody, that's going to be different. And I think that's really important to note too, that it's going to be different for everybody and there's mm-hmm. no or wrong. Right. Um, so I think that's really important. I think the, the, the point at which you might have a problem is if, you know, it's every time you look at something, if it's been, you know, a year and you're looking at it and it just breaks your heart and you're feeling that
0: yeah.
1: oh, the heaviness there, that, that's when there's a problem. And, you know, we need to work on that place where you've got that in- excruciating pain versus just sadness sadness makes sense you're gonna be sad it's sad but that excruciating pain that's what we don't have to live with
2: and you know you know what's, what's ironic is the day i worked on the video last week which was the day after he died uh, i was pretty much it's okay now i can't watch the thing I start crying. I was so in the, you know, the flow, you say you're in the flow, you're working, it's you're there. And, and now I'm like, oh, I mean, and then the other thing too, with these miserable iPhones we have, we have thousands of pictures of our pets.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there, again, there's, there's uh, a difference too. I love looking at videos and pictures of my dog and that's what helped me. Um, I mean, every single day, at, usually at night before bed I would go through I have an album on my phone and there are oh, 200 yeah. pictures and videos in there of mm-hmm. my dog on that album and I just go through them and I would go through them for for probably a month or two every single night and that just brought me it made me feel closer to him and that helped me for some people that would be excruciatingly painful mm-hmm. um, it's funny because and- my
2: old lab Labrador back in the day um, in the early 90s there weren't iPhones so I have snapshots of them and I have a beautiful painting, a friend, a very famous friend artist did of them, but I don't have like thousands of pictures. And then I start. then I felt guilty about that. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guilt is something that we, um, all are pretty good at putting, you know, in our head. Um, yeah. and you know, I realized that when my mother would make the comments, you know, that, um, You know her baby died and if people didn't know who she was talking about you Mm -hmm. know they really thought that you know she had another human um but even close to my mother's deathbed she was still talking about this dog and that was a good you know 50 years ago um that's amazing and so you know for people who don't understand how important a pet can be to us um they live with us. They be they pick up our habits and we pick up theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you lose a pet, um, you can expect the grief. And so I can understand, Robert, that putting that together was something that you really wanted to do. And so you could do it. But looking at it right now, it, it may take a while before you can go back and look at the video. But in the meantime, it's it's helping other people heal.
2: Yeah. I've gotten messages from a lot of people. They, they really liked it. So, I mean, when I first let the song out, I was sort of a couple of dog rescues used it in the DC area and I've got people thanking me for the songs about the dog. Now I'm getting people thanking me for the video. So in a way Atticus lives on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So how's your wife handling this?
2: Uh, you know, it's fine. My wife is, uh, if you're going to go to war, you want to go to war with my wife. She's pretty tough, but, uh, two nights before the, uh, the day we were going to uh, put them to rest in the middle of the night. She, I woke up and like, she was sobbing, just completely sobbing. and I was like, Whoa, what's happening? Um, she's doing pretty well. Um, I, on the other hand, we had company, I had relatives this weekend and Saturday night, you know, we went out during the day, we had dinner and I, I don't know, I went to bed, left everybody <laughs> and I would have cried myself to sleep. It was kind of this weird, I don't know, just hit me. And I'm like, I'm just going to check out. So we're both okay. Um, I think you, to your point, you have to grieve. And I think that's the other thing maybe people don't realize that it's not just a pet. It's a family member and you do have to grieve. And I don't think we as humans are naturally good at grieving.
1: Especially not our culture. Yeah. No,
2: it's not our culture, right? Yeah.
1: So, Christy,
0: how how does someone like Robert, um, you know, leaving his family and friends for the evening because he's... um, He's grieving. Um, does he explain it to people or does he just go and do what he has to do and not worry about what they think?
1: I love that you did that. That's just wonderful. Um, and I think it's up to you. If you want to explain, you can. If you don't, you don't have to.
2: Yeah. Well, to. I think everybody got it in the morning. No one asked any questions, but you know, it, it is odd just to be in the middle of like 7 p.m. You're with the family just disappear. But I just had to be alone
1: yes yes i think that's really good and crying is great i mean crying is important to do um if you don't i always t- i would tell my kids this growing up like, crying is just another bodily function that's all it is it's like right. pooping if you don't poop you're gonna get sick if you don't cry you're gonna get sick crying sort
2: is of a, sort of an emotional poop <laughs> yes,
1: It is. a it is. purging yes purging,
2: yeah.
1: very important to do yeah. I have a question about, do you have other pets?
2: No, we don't. We we were going to get another dog. When we got up here because his name was Atticus and we were going to get a Scott. We'd have Atticus, Finch and Scott, but we were traveling at the time in our jobs and we didn't. So we don't, we don't have other pets. Um, my wife's not big on cats. I would like to get a cat, but she doesn't like cats. So we're just going to, well, we always say we're going to wait a year, but you know, I predict we'll have a dog within the next six months, probably.
1: Yeah. A lot of people will, um, just go out immediately and get another pet. And, um, that's, we call that replacing the loss, which is, yeah. It's not, it's not a great, I mean, there are people who do it and it works just fine for them, but it's something really to think about if you're really ready to do that, because you really, um, you run the risk of, if you haven't like really gone through the grief process and, and really allowed yourself to feel all those feelings about the yeah. pet, you run the risk of getting that next pet And expecting that pet to behave like the other one, or just not able to bond very well, Um, so it's just something to really think about for anybody who has lost a pet to, you know, think about. You know, are we really ready for this yet? And and every family member is going to be a little bit different too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I agree with you. So we are we are going to wait. In fact, my wife just said that she gets the pick because there's a backstory to all of this. So when, when my, my friend sent me the picture of the dog, whom we never met and I called him and they said, he's in a kill shelter. And if you don't, if somebody doesn't adopt him by Saturday, he's going down. I lobbied her. We went and got the dog. About a year later, I'm looking at a picture of the, of the dog in the shelter and pictures of the Atticus. And my wife says, that's not our dog. I'm like, what? And she goes, look at the saddle. It's different. Our dog has speckled hound feet. He doesn't I'm like they gave me the wrong dog, so I called up <laughs> the rescue. I called up the rescue, and it's a very large one in D.C. And I know the lady. I actually played an event for her for free. And I said, "Sue, I got the wrong dog." She goes, it oh, couldn't be." So I sent her the pictures. She's like, "Oh my god!" So I said two questions: What happened to the dog I wanted? Because he was on death row. And two. You gave me a dog that was completely feral, right? And so for a while, his nickname was Wrong Dog, but it was completely the wrong dog. It was not the dog I was <laughs> oh. to get, which was the icing on the cake. But um, you know what? As crazy as it was with all his running away and shenanigans, I, I, I would do it again. That's great.
1: That's great.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So my question to you, knowing saratoga springs people do a lot of walking there's a lot Mm -hmm. of animals around and it's only been a week but how are you when you see somebody else with their dog
2: oh i immediately have to go why ask can i pet your dog and i have to go pet the dog (laughs) we so we walk a lot and and to your point about walking at three or four o'clock he would he wanted to go for a walk even even at the end when he can only go a block he had to go for that walk So every day now, I'm like, oh, but yeah, when I see a dog, I have to pet it as long as, you know, the owner says it's okay.
0: That's that's an interesting concept because I've never heard of, and you both are doing the same thing. When you see another dog, it's really important for Mm -hmm. you to acknowledge the other dogs. And that's a beautiful tribute to the dogs you lost.
2: Yeah.
1: And some people might not be like that. For other people, it might be really hard to see another dog. I still, yeah. still can't go. Um, when I go to a store, I can't go down the pet aisle yet. I just can't. I can't do that. It's hard for me. I because Journey was so little, and in the winter he'd get cold. He loved sweaters. He loved them because they kept him warm. <laughs> so I would. If he was cold, and I'd say, "Do you want a sweater?" He'd run to me like, "Put oh, this." Yeah. In. So, <laughs> That's um, great. Just looking at the clothes is, I can't, uh, it's just still hard right now. And I have a grand puppy, a grand dog that comes over. And that was hard to have her come over in the beginning. And I was so worried that she would run around looking for journey. And I was worried she would be sad and upset about how she would feel. Um, and, and one of the things that's really interesting to me, just for people out there, I know you don't have another pet, Robert, but, um, people who have other animals, if they do have two dogs and and one passes away, or, or it could be cats, whatever it is, cat and dog, one passes away and the other one's still there. Um, it sounds funny, but it is really important for the owner to actually, not act like everything's okay to the other pet because that can confuse them they pick up on all of our you know our our idiosyncrasies and our feelings and they pick up on all of this and if we act to them like we're okay when we're really not that can actually confuse them
2: you know you know I, I totally agree with that. I, I got divorced and when I, the way we did it was my ex, I went away with my dog and my wife moved up and we came home. The dog literally ran around the house for an hour looking for the two cats that were no longer there. And he was visibly upset. Yeah. So they do yeah. know, they know.
1: They, yeah. And so it's important to just talk to them and tell them yes. you're sad that the, that the other animal is gone. They might not understand every word you're saying, but they're going to, they're going to see that your feelings and your actions match. Yeah. So, um, it's less confusing for them.
0: So, do you think you have another song inside of you that talks about your dogs, not just Addy, but the others? Well,
2: it's funny you should say that because uh, I write in these weird stages, and I there's this song I've been working I've been working on, and um, I I'm never really quite sure what they're going to be. Sometimes I have an idea for a song, but sometimes I, if you ever listen to Rick Rubin, he's all about just letting it happen naturally and and that's how I write and work and I had this song that I've been working on for about two weeks and all of a sudden the other day I sat down and it's it's going to be about Atticus about um you're gone but it's sort of like the theme is I'll still be there with you and you're still with me and something like that and and for the longest time I had no idea what this song was going to be and then it just hit me the other night so yeah I think probably in a couple months I'll have it.
0: We're looking forward to it. Um, (laughs) I'm going to post your video again so that people can relate to it. Um, I know a number of people asked me why I was showing it because they knew I didn't have dog, Um, and I said because I'm related to everybody in Saratoga Springs, so Atticus (laughs) had to have been my dog as well. Had to be dog, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask, what's the weather like up there right now?
2: uh we've got like 10 10, 11 inches of snow on the ground it's about 25 degrees yeah it's it's it's, uh we get a lot of snow in Saratoga so it's taken a while you know it's gray a lot too it's not DC is very sunny although I will say I I grew up in Youngstown Ohio so that's
0: great
2: yeah now it's gray (laughs) and then I moved to, to the south which is sun now I'm back state where it's gray and I always laugh at my wife. Um, my wife loves music and likes going to see live music. And I said, you should have you should have married a rockabilly guitarist instead of a depressed singer-songwriter. Because <laughs> my wife always says, another one of your mortality songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of music at uh, Cafe Lena if she wants yes. to hear some upbeat music. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today. And, uh, you know, if... Uh, christy can be of any future help uh as a yeah counselor. I, I may I'm be looking her you up
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i may i may be looking you up well thank you for having me this has been great um it's it's kind of funny you know atticus had that song which kind of stimulated my album which got me going again back in the music and here we are today and the funniest thing is um i did some uh, sort of you know political stuff stuff about the ecology i actually played the national mall twice i played wow. with the pope there and I played for the 30th 40th anniversary of Martin Luther King so his influence kind of kicked off my music career
1: how terrific that is that's amazing that's beautiful
2: it's wild. by the way
1: Atticus is the best name that's my <laughs> the Mockingbird is my favorite book I actually have a granddaughter named Scout
2: <laughs> ah, that's great <laughs>
0: small world
2: small world. Well, again
0: thank you again Robert and um we're all thinking about Addie today.
2: Thank you. And thanks for having me. Nice meeting you. It's been great.
0: Take care now, of everybody. Bye bye now.
2: Cheers. Be safe.